three, two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Go. Guys, my name is Alvin Hero, and welcome to episode 78 of the Midnight Hour. Today's episode is a fatal four-way featuring frequent guests Loosemore, Jack Brown, and Natu the Impolite Skeptic. The topic for this episode is things that won't exist in 50 years, and even though a plan was made out for this episode, it was not strictly followed, and the discussion kind of naturally bounced around several subtopics, and I'm really happy with the episode we managed to produce. I will say, it's a lot harder to manage a structured discussion with more than one guest, but also I'm keen to keep the episodes different from one another to prevent the podcast from going stale, and I think I'm doing a pretty decent job on that front lately. One thing I did want to say up top was that I'd really like for you guys to leave a comment describing the one thing you thought of immediately when you read the title of the episode. What's the one thing that you don't think will be around in 50 years? I'm going to be conservative and say that perhaps Blockbuster Entertainment won't be around. I just don't really think that their business model is that great. But no, for real, one of the things I did want to talk about in the episode but didn't quite get to was the concept of the album, and it seems to be dying out. Like, we're very much in the era of the song right now, as opposed to the era of the album. And you could argue that that's always been the way, but it used to be that a major single would drive album sales, and that doesn't really happen anymore. Like, some of the biggest tracks from the last 18 months or so weren't even featured on any album at all which was not unusual in the past but definitely wasn't the norm either however i think i will save that discussion for an episode of my theoretical music podcast noise pollution that i can visualize so clearly in my head but have not started recording yet speaking of music no copyrighted content or song recommendations today just using some stock music to open the episode i think i might stop using songs in each episode and maybe just go back to crafting my own intros or maybe just use a one size fits all kind of intro for my channel in general i don't know anyway check out the subreddit midnighthour.com slash jesus christ that's not what it is at all reddit.com slash or slash midnight hour i'm really active on there i really enjoy being on there and talking to you guys the twitter links will also be in the description for all of the guests especially natu check out his avatar it's like a mixtape cover or an album cover it's fucking awesome he always has great photos of himself and also the instagram links will be in there if you want to see some more great photos specifically from me i'm uh, quite the photographer in my spare time there will also be a link to my merchandise page which is society6.com slash and you can buy a mug or a t-shirt or a hoodie or something nice like that and with that out of the way let the bodies hit the floor <laughs> just kidding obviously No power in the verse can stop me. 
What's going on, guys? Oh. My name is Elderly Statesman, <laughs> and today I'm going to not even bother with this intro because you can actually be fucked with the intros in 2017. Yeah. Oh, so loud. I endorse that message. Not the Did one you about. Do? Did you do what's going in the capitals to make him do it loudly? Yeah, I always do. It works. Yeah, of course. Uh, so. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read everything that's on the teleprompter. That's true. Yeah, in the exact way that it is. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm joined today by Lucemore. Hello. And Jack Brown. Hello. And Natu, or Impolite Skeptic. Hey, guys. And that's how he sounds. So, I don't know what episode number this is, because I never know, but I'm sure I said it in the intro. And today we're going to talk... Yes, episode 45, that's correct. We've gone back in time to redo that one. Wasn't overly happy with it at the time. Um, And today we're going to be talking about things that probably won't exist in the next 50 years, because, you know the world changes and stuff and the future is like endlessly fascinating and all we can do is hypothesize and then look back on this podcast in 50 years from our flying cars and be like wow that guy is an idiot when talking about me so anyway i think that now yeah i know you've made that very clear especially tonight jack (laughs) the last 15 minutes the only reason that you're here is because like people on the subreddit have bad taste (laughs) (laughs) redditors like me that says it all yeah you once made it to the front page of reddit is that correct i did yeah it wasn't me it was a cat (laughs) okay but it's a picture i took of a cat Good, I'm glad you cleared that up, otherwise yeah. it was a very suspect I fact. know there was a lot of confusion for a minute. <laughs> yeah, as there usually is when you say things. Yes. Mostly with yourself. <laughs> confused myself. Yeah. Like the pillow thing. I was confused myself whether it's weird or not. Do you want to run that by the listeners and have them comment on it? Yeah, I have recently made a change in my life, and I now have five pillows when I sleep under my neck, and it's perfect. Did you upgrade from four or did you upgrade from two? Three. Oh, you upgraded. Oh, okay. So, so you get four, four was out of the question. What did you go to four? I increased the pillow by 66%. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm better for it. Wow. I mean, it sounds amazing. Yeah, where does the where does the, uh, where does the question come from? Like, what what's what's driving I your... I don't know if it's weird or not. Because I don't think I've ever seen someone use five pillows before. Now, how do you even manage that? How do you... Physically fit by pillows comfortably. It's sort of like an L shape my body ends up in, <laughs> where my head and neck area is the the bottom part of the L. And my I body literally is the... just, I sleep with just one pillow. One pillow, you know. Yeah. How, oh, how many pillows pillows do you sleep with, Lewis Moore? Well, I mean, two. <laughs> Why did you answer it like that? <laughs> but I mean, I, I feel like I'm like not. I'm not in the majority. Like I would think. I mean, in my whole life, I would. I've been thinking. You know, two is the normal amount of pillows. Like regular people have two, and now I'm just rethinking everything. Well, I have two, but one's just decorative. Yeah. Oh fuck it I have oh. three, and they're all decorative. <laughs> you literally don't use a pillow, and that's weird. Yeah, I just that, like, that is I, the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I have pillows on my bed, and I cannot live in a world where I don't. But I never really use them. I actually sleep on my arms with like. You like someone who's come back from the war and just can't get used to like normal life again. I sleep on a basket of wreaths in the corner of a dark yeah. room with no bed. <laughs> You're a, like a prisoner of war. Yeah. You just come back and you can't readjust. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Rambo was written about my life. Oh. 
Så vi siger, jamen, ham her, ham her. <laughs> That's my fine guy, though. Right. I, was, I was clearing out the speaker as it went off, so it kind of scared me a little bit. I thought your lasagna was done. You said that microwave. Yeah. Um, How was your chicken, Luzma? Chicken was good. I did it early. So I was actually on very early today, and I got n- no response from any of you. Like, well done. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it's about time. <laughs> It has been ridiculous. Yeah, it has been a, a horrible journey to get to get to a punctual loose more. But you did it. You did it. Yeah. Well, 2017, you know, new me and all that shit. Yeah, that's good. New year, new me. Yeah. You still having minstrels in milk? No, no. Oh well. You scrapped yeah. that diet plan. That wasn't working out at all. Proud of you. Thank you. Um. Continue. So, will <laughs> people have minstrels and milk in? 50 years from now? What'll it be then? 2052? What, what year is it now? 2052? <laughs> 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 yeah, close enough. It Seven. is. It's like 2004 or something now, right? That's. It's so hard for me to tell what year it's going to be 50 years from now, because I have no concept of what year it is right now. I do legitimately think last year was 2013. Like, there are some points where I go like, that's not like, it's 2017, it's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not. It's very strange, but yeah. I I wouldn't even I can't even go as far as 2013. I, I think like 2008 is probably as far as I can go in the keeping up to date with things. Realm. Would you believe that it's 2012 that we in Blink One Eight Two? No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's five years. Five years ago! Oh my god, that's, that's yeah, four crazy. And a half, yeah, but... I can't believe that we went to Blink One Eight Two five years ago. Jeez. What was the date? Like July? No, June. Fourteenth. Or 12th, maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Four and a half years. I left school 11 years ago. Oh my god, you're so old. Jesus <laughs> I left school nine years ago. This is insane. Yeah. It's weird. I left school four years ago. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just a youth. Yeah. <laughs> a ute. They're called. <laughs> That's, I'm not down with the kids. That's what they're called in my country, though, literally, because we don't pronounce the TH, so they are actually youths over here. So, so The Irish started that. Yeah, I know. Fucking Jamaicans only, came in it's on only our turf. Popular now. Yeah. No, the thing is, though, it's cool when Jamaican people say it, but when Irish people say it, it's like, lol, ute, tree. Ute. I said ute. Who are still investigating Jack Brown. Anyway, um... Um, you were mildly questionless for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who wants to talk about the first thing that's going to be like not here in like 50 years? Um, I have. Yeah, go ahead, Natu. You start do with. Uh, yeah, so uh, the first thing I thought of was passwords, because obviously. Uh, like we have like touch ID and all that on iPhones now, so passwords could pretty much become obsolete over the course of the next fifty years because they are pretty shit security. They I are. did not coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, what I, I've got fingerprint on my phone, but I can't. It never works for me. That's because you're not a real human. You're a clone. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't work. <laughs> it does work occasionally, but after a while, it just stops working. Yeah, I, I suppose at this point it's in its infant stage and it's more of like a cool thing rather than a legit like security option, I think, isn't it? Like it's Yeah. It's the thing with passwords is just that you just 
you have to make so many for so many different websites and that. Yeah, literally the requirements are getting ridiculous and yeah, so I guess stuff like that I yeah. could see over time. Apple are every the worst time onto, company. Every time I go onto some a website, so I would make a new password every single time just because I keep forgetting what the last one was. Yeah. You know, I used to just have one password for everything. Same. No capitals, some letters and some numbers. <laughs> Limp biscuit rules. Limp biscuit rules. <laughs> Green Day are wicked. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was really concerned you were about to just tell us your password for everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't still use it. I'm pretty um, sure that Jack told me his password before, and it was something like, "Oh, I know what it is." <laughs> what is it? I'm not going to say. Obviously. <laughs> what is it? It's a type of food. I know it isn't. Oh well, it used to be oh, Skittles then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did use that for yeah. <laughs> for everything. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> was for everything. <laughs> and if we needed a number, I just put Skittles one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my password is, yeah, but um, I use lots of different passwords, but they're all, like, sort of, they all revolve around the same thing, the same fictional person named Justin Bieber. No, um, yeah, all, all my passwords are different, but they're also all the same, and it's really annoying because in work, I have to change my password every three weeks or something, so, like, I add a number here and there. And then it gets to a point where I come home and on my home computer, I don't know what number I'm on. And it's really confusing and annoying for me. So, yeah, I'd like to be able to just... I feel if, I was, if I was doing an office or something, I'd just like have a little post-it out in my like, drawer or something. Yeah, but... I I'd... doubt what you're doing at work is that important to the company. <laughs> it's anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism nah nah we don't nah. care about customer that'll be compliance. gone in 50 years nah yeah actually yeah that is an interesting point that we'll talk about later but I'm not done with the password thing yet um how would so you'd have like a fingerprint thing how would that work for like burn victims or amputees huh huh they'd be very unlucky <laughs> they kind of mm. have to like put their elbow on it instead. <laughs> yeah, elbow. The only part of the skin that's unique or whatever. Just the stump of their hand. I heard something recently, though, about how fingerprint evidence is actually not really that reliable and that people can actually have the same types of fingerprints. So I've always thought surely that you can because there's that this many people in the world. Yeah. yeah. The same as, like, there's going to be someone who looks exactly like you somewhere as well. Not you, El. But most people. There is a guy that looks like me, the drummer from that band, that metal band. That was a homeless guy. <laughs> Could very well have been, but he looked a lot like me. He was a good drummer, though. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know the whole thing about fingerprints, but I, like I learned in school that you are a unique, pretty snowflake and that your fingerprint is the only one of that kind in the world. But I've heard recently on like some podcasts about crime and... like. You know, stuff they use to convict people, how unreliable uh, fingerprints actually are. So, um. Well, I, I guess, like, uh, fingerprints is just the start of it anyway. There's, like, facial recognition and retina recognition and all that stuff as well. So DNA. it's just passwords would become obsolete. Always... Maybe one day, like, you just look at your phone and smile and unlock. Jeez. I'd never smile. Yeah, I've, I have never smiled. <laughs> Elle's phone would be constantly locked. <laughs> He'd never be able to use a phone. Yeah, I literally. Would. I was kind of. I was when I was younger that the police should take everyone's fingerprint because, like, they catch a lot of people on old crimes because they've got 
like because they do another crime they get caught don't they and they take I, the fingerprint yeah i used to always sort of suspect that the police just had a database with every single fingerprint and i was like i mean i was like eight years old and i was like yeah maybe when you're born they just take your fingerprint you know so that if you commit a crime they'll run it through and be like ah it was the baby it's the same way <laughs> that i don't really have an issue with like internet history and all that being seen and what you're doing it's like, the, the government don't give a shit that you're looking at porn and that. They just want to know if you're looking at little kids. This government doesn't, but like, what if a totalitarian government were to rise? Then that would probably be like one of the least of the issues. Really? I think they Look could use the that for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, there'd be things like protests and that, and but the, this sort of government, yeah, I don't see the issue. Yeah, but I think people's concern with it doesn't relate to specifically this government. It's just the actual right to privacy and stuff like that. Yeah, but if you're doing stupid... If you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to hide. Do you think you've got nothing to hide? I think I've got nothing to hide. Really? You Jack, don't think... Delete that? your internet history now. <laughs> Somehow I doubt this. I've got nothing to hide. Really? You what don't do you think... think... Nothing to hide? So you haven't said, like, a single deprecating thing about a colleague or, like, a relative or something that could get you in trouble somewhere with somebody at some point in your life? Well, so the government cared? I said, I don't like... Not, not specifically the government, but, like... Yeah, but the point is, they're not... The government aren't gonna... I'm talking about I've got nothing to hide but the government. Okay. So, the, like, me... Like, they're not gonna give the bollocks that Sandra on Facebook is having a bad day at work. They're not gonna send it to her work, are they? <laughs> What if, like, a super religious author authoritarian government arrived and decided that they absolutely had to get rid of drugs and they started looking online through internet history for drug culprits and they came across Captain Cocaine over in Essex? <laughs> That's a great nickname. I won't use that. <laughs> yeah, and they find you on his client list at the very top. Then what? Yeah. I think they go more often than people that didn't it with the people that are using it. I think you're making a lot of assumptions. I think, if, yeah, but if who are they going to go for? Someone who dabbles in it or someone who fucking chucking out fucking ounces all over the place? Well, why not go for everybody? Because now they have the means to do that. Yeah, but you stopped the source, didn't you? Well, maybe this government doesn't want to do that. Well, maybe I'll fucking run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, Thanks. excellent. And that's yeah. passwords. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get onto that? I don't know. I, I just I I do find it like mildly disturbing to think I could be coming home and putting my finger somewhere to turn on my computer, and especially when I say it like that. <laughs> yeah, literally, that makes it sound so much more worrying. <laughs> Little hole in my computer. Hello. <laughs> um. But yeah, it is it is an interesting point because passwords are so easily hackable as evidenced by the fact that things get leaked onto the internet every single day. And uh, every time that like a major corporation gets hacked or whatever, the response is always like, yeah, it could happen to any company. <laughs> yeah, every time someone, gets, well, someone I use gets hacked, I don't really do anything about it. I probably should, but I don't. Yeah, my Reddit account got hacked. That's weird. why you keep posting on them weird subreddits, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the midnight hour is. <laughs> uh, my Netflix legit did get hacked one time, and they watched stuff on my Netflix account that I didn't watch. That would really bother me. Okay. <laughs> you, is there anything that could happen to you, Jack, that would concern you? <laughs> Nothing bothers me, I don't think. I think that's my problem. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. <laughs> 
What about West Ham fans? Oh, they bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Think they'll be around in 50 years? Hopefully, yeah, back in League 2, maybe. Whoa, shots oh, fired. Fo- football banter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I do wonder if in 50 years, like, football banter in its current form will still exist. Like, do you think people are still going to get super tribal about sports? Think about how much has grown in the last... I don't. I don't think so. I think since like the eighties, there's been a massive shift toward like families and shit in there. So in, like fifty years time, unless something strange happens when we go in reverse, I think it's more likely to continue the way we're going and just you know head towards so, tennis. You know where everyone's quite polite and nice. You ideally, get more expensive, I guess. You ideally want to get to a point where Chelsea fans aren't kicking black people existent. Off the trains. Oh, existing even further. <laughs> More banter. <laughs> I don't want to get to the point where Newcastle fans aren't punching horses, though. But I don't think that'll just... happen, though, because of the horse punch treaty they brought in last March. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a right it was of so passage. serious they brought in a treaty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I, I am quite interested in that because I was trying to think of like other ways that humans get really sort of violent and and stuff in crowds and they don't really do it apart from sports like i know you'll see it at like political marches and stuff like that but you would imagine that politics and worldviews and ideologies conflicting is like a flammatory is is like a flammable uh concoction anyway but it's really weird that like like you see hockey fans that like riot and fucking tear streets down and stuff like that because of because of team lost. Yeah, or whatever. It's really weird. And then, like, to, go on. Uh, to be fair, though, I was just thinking, like, over the course of like the past couple of years, I've seen like videos on Facebook and stuff of like parliaments in certain countries where like you'll just get the guys in suits sitting down, and then someone says something someone doesn't like, and the next thing you know, you've got like hundreds of men in suits brawling. <laughs> they are great videos, though. Yeah, flares and. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate flares at football. Yeah, it's the most small time thing. Liverpool fans fucking love it. I once yeah. got evacuated at Emirates, like because someone let off a flare. Like it's everyone in the whole assault. section. Yeah. Well, it, but in fairness, they have laws against attempting to create an atmosphere at the Emirates. <laughs> oh, boom! <laughs> boom! Someone sang a song, and four thousand people got evacuated. <laughs> <laughs> Noise levels. I was at the Emirates uh, for Arsenal against Stoke. I was there with Nep, and Nep was like, "See, I don't get why people say the Emirates has no atmosphere." And I was like, eh. "And I looked around, and then I was like, I think this is why." Oh, that's <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. I was there. Yeah, I was there for the West Brom game a couple of weeks ago, and it was shocking. It's hard yeah. to get an like a uh, an atmosphere at a game against Tony Pulis managed West Brom, but I've been there for a couple of Champions League games, and they were dreadful as well. Yeah. 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 This is generally awful. Yeah. So, I don't know uh, how. I think like football is getting way more commercialized now. I know it's always been a very commercial sport, but um, if you look at the types of like what would you call it novelty things they bring in for the Euros, like the way they play the music and they do the countdown and all that stuff. Um, and they're going to be doing that at the World Cup and all as well. I feel like football is kind of gradually going the way that American football is over there. And the way I think the NFL combats fighting amongst fans is to put them to sleep with four hours of adverts 
and eight minutes of actual sports. But yeah, it's, it's weird that you can like drink and stuff over there, can't you? Yeah, it's like they're all boozed up during a game and that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the difference to the Premier League. The Premier League's trying to become commercialised, like how they now call themselves the EPL. Yeah, and every game it sounds is... like the NFL or the NHL or NBA or something like that. Every mm. match is sponsored by a different thing now, isn't it? Is it? I think so because it 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 they ended up like instead of it being the Barclays Premier League, Barclays pay them a set fee over the course of a season. It's actually way more profitable and lucrative to be like. Let's take one sponsor for each game that we're showing and, you know, eventually get to a stage where it's like, and now, Chef Boyardee presents. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's legitimately happening, though. I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, so I think uh, sports will be a lot more commercial and people will be accommodated a lot better. Like, it will become like an experience from a, a sort of a luxury experience rather than a an atmospheric experience like that you know that like tribal blood pumping experience of going to a football game and walking to the ground like singing songs and stuff like that i think they're trying to do away with all that aren't they yeah that, that can be done with some clubs but it won't move others yeah i know lots of clubs will definitely resist yeah I have you, a, you grow uh, up in the area and you grow up supporting a team who like your whole family sports then you grow up in that culture you don't grow up in the culture of like say like if you got like a Chelsea fan, I know they're not it's not hot bad bit on one club, but Chelsea aren't exactly got the most vocal fans and all that. Yeah. But they they're they're less likely to just go nuts at a football game than the team like West Ham, who have got such loyal fans and that. They're all scum, but they're all loyal. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're sticking to your guns. That's a very admirable <laughs> trait. Um so, uh, one thing I was going to talk about was the idea of there being self-driving cars in the future. Do you guys think that's going to happen, like, wholesale? The way that, you know, when you watch, like, Minority Report or something like that, you see, like, cars are common property and people just sort of get in and they go where they need to go? Or do you think that won't happen because the technology is not good enough or whatever? Uh, it will happen. In 50 years' time, it will definitely be a thing, won't it? Yeah, yeah it's definitely viable. I could see taxi drivers becoming obsolete. They already are. Like, in Dublin, it, you cannot make a living being a full-time taxi driver anymore. It's not possible. They've got Uber in Brentwood now. Yeah. Or you can get Ubers in Brentwood. Uber is the one where it's you don't need a taxi license or it's, anything. No, you just be someone yeah. driving a car. And, yeah. Which is equally terrible, but as a six foot three middle aged man I think I'll be alright what do you think middle aged is <laughs> Jackson Jack's he's 30s <laughs> middle 20s Jack's yeah. coke habit is so strong he's already written off <laughs> like, aged 25 he's already written off two thirds of the rest of his life <laughs> um but yeah, I think uh, I, I kind of read a lot about self-driving cars and how safe they are. I know that they do have accidents and stuff like that. As far as I know, the Google one hasn't had any accidents that it caused but, um, itself. Yeah, but there's no cars, like no self-driving cars that have been on the roads officially have had a crash that was their fault yet. Have they? No. no it's, but, always been, it's always been an external fault with something, yeah, like yeah, another yeah. car. But they have been put on the road officially and driving around and stuff like that, which is crazy. But, like, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Like, if you can have a machine that does it for you, then definitely use it. It's just that, I don't know, people I are like really... I like driving. 
do you? I think yeah, I like driving. I've, I mean, I've only been driving for like a year and a couple of months, so I might be different people who've been driving for 20 years or something. But I quite like driving. Yeah, see, I know a lot of people like that, and well, they're called like petrol heads or whatever. But um, oh. no, I know, but I think that culture of petrol heads and stuff that's not going to exist in like 50 years because. It's already sort of a low-key... Well, it's not low-key, but it, it's already like a subculture rather than a full-on actual culture of people. So, yeah, um, I think you'd be able to tell your self-driving Prius to go and do weird like, donuts round and round about. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I have friends, though, where... Because like, I don't drive. I can drive, but to be honest, I just don't like manual transmission. It really annoys me. I hate changing gears. I'm just too fucking lazy for it. Wow. And, like, sometimes I'll say, oh, I want to get an automatic. And, like, my petrol head friends will be like, yeah, but that's not really driving, though. It's like, it is, <laughs> it is though. That is the very definition of driving. Yeah. <laughs> you are the pilot for a car, therefore yes. you are driving. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, no, you have, to hear, you have to hear the gears changing. You have to hear the rev of the engine. That's what it is. It's like, you have a mental problem. Just, like, just, you don't. You just know it's changed. That's enough for me. Yeah. But I think with the cars, it'd be like TVs and that, where, like, say, like, five years ago, a proper nice HD widescreen TV would be, like, thousands, but now you can get them for, like, 200 quid. Yeah. Like, in 50 years' time, you'll probably have to get... It might get to the point then where it's more easily accessible and cheaper, but, like, the first, like, driverless cars are going to be so expensive. Yeah, there's other things that could happen too. Like, I know that in America, in like the 20s and early 30s, they tried to do this universal sort of train line or tram line thing around bigger cities like San Francisco and California and stuff. And uh, Henry Ford and like whoever else owned a car company back then, they all got together and bought up all the tram companies and then just got rid of them <laughs> and stopped them so <laughs> that they could. Really. Yeah, it was it was clever, but it was like they did it um, at huge short-term loss and then major long-term gain and basically like invented the need for everyone to have a car because nobody had a car back then. It was only for like rich people and stuff like you'd that. Have, you'd have a horse and cart. Yeah, which Newcastle fans were not happy about, but that's yeah. another discussion. That's um, where it came from. But yeah, like that could happen with the whole self-driving cars thing. I don't know who's going to go and buy Google, though. <laughs> Tell them that they can't. <laughs> I might. Okay. <laughs> A hostile takeover. But yeah, um, do you th- do, does the concept of self-driving cars make anyone here uncomfortable? No. No. I think no. it's for the betterment of like everything, isn't it? I think there'll be less. I mean, if they get it right, there'll be less delays, it less um, less you know accidents and all that stuff. So I think it's beneficial in every way, isn't it? I mean, obviously, uh, early on there'll be some that people won't be able to afford it. And like the whole concept of like the petrol and all that as well being not readily available, so we'll have to have like uh, electric cars, I guess. So it will take a while, but I think in general, you know, we'll get the everything will be electric by then anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the idea is to make them self-drive or uh, like public property. So you just have a bunch of cars and someone, you know, like those, um, you know, those bikes you see in London that people just. Boris bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have them in Dublin too. Um, but I think that's the idea is that the cars will be like that, and people just go up and pay or whatever. Really? Yeah. It'd be like a special like taxi, innit? Yeah. But then every self-driving car would be like a taxi. Yeah. Someone else is driving you somewhere. 
I think we should get a representative from the baby boo baby baby boomer generation to tell us that self-driving cars will eventually be the downfall of civilization because they'll turn against us and uh, no robots will. Yeah, that's true though. <laughs> but not robots turning against us. It'd be the robots doing being asked to do everything we do. Yeah, so that was one of the main things I wanted to talk about was the idea of technological unemployment because if you um. It's basically already happening. Like, yeah, I've no doubt that that is the one thing that, we'll, that we are not prepared for. Yeah, we're really and not. we never will be. Because if you, like, in a lot of supermarkets, they don't even have people on the tills anymore. Like, they just have one person that walks around and shows you how to use the self. So, yeah. Which is really sad, because it's someone walking around being like, Hi, would you like me to show you how to put me out of a job? But um, let, me, let me introduce you to the person that's taking my job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the person is this little adorable robot that beeps and isn't actually adorable at all. They're fucking annoying. Yeah, they are. I hate them. I always... item in a bagging area. Yeah. <laughs> item has been removed from a bagging area. No, it fucking hasn't. I moved some peas. <laughs> <laughs> what, was it Was it 20 minutes ago that Jack said he wasn't bothered by anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm bothered by so much. <laughs> This has been really strong character development from Jack Brown this episode. <laughs> I'm coming out of this a stronger person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about this all day in work and how like automation is replacing everything, and that's great. And like productivity is actually going up and has never ever gone down since like the tech, uh, the industrial revolution began. Like I think there was maybe a blip during the world wars when they had to ration stuff or whatever, but since then. Definitely, it's just an upward curve that's going up and up and up and up. And even when unemployment gets to an all-time low after the market crash and stuff, the productivity still goes up because companies find a way to induce automation and stuff like that. And that's great, and that's fantastic. But what about the unemployed people? Because not only is it really difficult to be on benefits because you don't actually get enough money from it, unless you're a foreigner, am I right? <laughs> but um, Correct. Yeah, but... um. Like, society frowns on people who don't work. Like, what if you have no skill in anything and you're, like, 55 years old? You've only got 10 years left in you. Like, are you not entitled to some kind of wage in the meantime from the society that you've served in for most of your life? Uh, it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I've noticed that's the, that is the end of... Not the end of everything. It is the... It's a problem. It's going to be one of the biggest problems that we face. Yeah, wait, yeah. If you're you're 50 years old, you've had a career for 25 years, and you're good at it, you haven't done anything wrong, but you're being kicked out of a job because someone does it, something does it for no money, or wrote the robot they've paid for once and it does it for the rest of time. Yeah. For one off fee. And the thing is, is like that industry itself will only serve the rich people who can afford to produce automated goods and services and stuff like that so basically like society already is moving in the it is like opening the gap between rich and poor like it's already getting bigger and bigger and bigger and if everything gets automated it's there's going to be nothing left because poor people will be the majority so like society needs to come up with a way of introducing a guaranteed livable wage for people who don't actually do anything so, and I think I think governments are trying to do that. 
Are they? I know they are in Finland and stuff, but like in the likes of the UK and Ireland and America, they can't because people who don't work or people who don't want to work are just, you know, seen as parasites and leeches and scumbags and you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's like, the people, the people already hate people who don't work. Yeah. How are they going to... Like, there's a lot different to not being able to work because your job's been taken from a robot. Yeah, and we know it's, it's a cultural there will be thing. The, there will be the minorities who don't like believe that they can't just get another job. There will be people saying, oh, get off your ass and get a job. It's like, well, I can't. Yeah, there's literally nothing out there. Like, Yeah. And it all comes from the generations that had to work or else people died. So, like, after people had to get jobs for necessity, you have to get into the business of, like, inspiring people to work in Starbucks and stuff like that. Or like, you know what I mean? Like inspiring people to be the cashier at McDonald's because someone has to do it. Not that those are shit jobs, but they're jobs that are not looked at favorably by most people. So they have no like motivation to find themselves a job in that type of field. So yeah. therefore, like they they don't end up working at all. Their jobs get replaced by robots anyway. And then there's no possible career for them to go into. I mean, this is a long way into the future, but where do you think we'll be in 50 oh. years in with automation? Like in a concerning place yeah yeah i wonder i do feel like a lot of the people who are really angry at people for not working will be dead by then though so yeah maybe. you don't get many, you only get the fucking silly fucking edl around here or the fucking people who vote for brexit getting actually pissed off with people but people who vote for brexit are the majority <laughs> they're not Yes, in terms of people who voted, <laughs> in terms of people who voted, in terms of people what people wanted, I don't think they were the majority. Oh, I wish the people who wanted. I wish it was a forced vote. <laughs> because then you would have voted. <laughs> yeah. I wish people had to vote because there was no way that would have happened. Do you do you regret not voting? No. I, I think in terms of that, it's it's easier. People who want change. Uh, shout louder than those who don't or indifferent on it like i yeah. voted in favor to stay in europe like a sane person but those people who didn't want it were very much more vocal and therefore went out purposely to vote whereas people like jack who are like the idiots who voted for brexit didn't Fuck off. no but he didn't vote because you weren't like as caring about do you know what i mean like oh, yeah, they had I, a point to prove yeah really enough. yeah exactly yeah Plus, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. No, me neither. No, me neither. Nah, I didn't either. <laughs> we all suck. Madness. <laughs> I reckon 2050, we'll still be in... Here. <laughs> I can't see it actually happening. Well, in that time, it will be called the Democratic Republic of Russia, so... And now, for one welcome... This is, this is getting very outlandishly political. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really weird thing that I was thinking about all day and, uh, I am really interested to know how we're going to address it because I feel like in like, say places like Scandinavia, you always hear about them introducing these like sort of socialist progressive things. But... I was, like, I was, I was just about to say, I was just about to say communism is the answer. <laughs> Well, we know that to be true anyway. I've always said I'm a communist. So. Yeah, some places in uh, like Sweden that have four-day week, don't they? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So what's the weird Scandinavian people, in it? Yeah. 
But Finland has just brought in the guaranteed living wage, which is like they pay people who just don't want to work. So. Oh, I'm on move. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. It does. But I enjoy though. work. I'd I'd had all of Christmas off work. I didn't go back to work till Tuesday. I, 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 it's the most bored I've ever been. Really? I couldn't not work. You should download Age of Empires 2 oh, HD. Fuck off. <laughs> Why had the HD in? <laughs> Because that's funny. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you're right though. I don't. Nothing does bother you. That's definitely true. <laughs> I'm um, such a calm person. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by that because I just see such a aggressive attitude against that. Like any time any discussion about people on benefits is brought up in Ireland or the UK, it's always met with a fucking scumbags yeah it? because I, I i don't use it i never have used it and i don't plan on ever using it no same but i am happy to contribute because people do need it yeah same completely i remember when i was um when i was like out of work for for a few months and all my mates were like man just claim back the all the because you pay into all your prsi and then it gets paid back to you when you are looking for work so for a while you can get uh reimbursed like massively for all the work that you've done yeah. All the tax you paid and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I don't care. I don't need it or whatever. And they were like, oh, so you're happy to pay for some fucking Polish family to have it? And I was like, yes, if they need it, absolutely. <laughs> That's why it's a society. <laughs> Jesus, the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. yeah, it is the very definition of our society. Yeah, it is. That's literally what a society is, is that it's pertinent to everybody and not just the individual themselves. So, like... I don't know. And and they were like, oh man, why are you trying to be some moral crusader? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's not about <laughs> morals. It's just... The biggest thing about it is, like, who is the government to tell you how you should live your life? Yeah, exactly. They can I fuck mean, off as well. There's some things they can tell you, like, there's obvious things that don't... Kill people. Like, murderers and stuff like that, and rapists and that. It's like, yeah, that is... But that's a crime against humanity, but they can't tell you how you should be. Or how you should live your life. No. Unless it's uh, obviously within the legal system or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think a lot of politicians don't really understand that either, though, because they all have like a black and white outlining of how people should behave in it. Like, you know, you see like politicians are especially the older ones are very like resentful or refusing to understand like youth culture and stuff. And they always dismiss any youth trends as fads and stuff like that like they just have no time for investing in you know children's futures and stuff like that and, but uh, they, they won't be around for them so they don't really care yeah yeah exactly but that's not, like it was really funny when uh after brexit was voted in and boris johnson gave a big speech about what he wants for Britain's future, and he literally just described everything that he was taking away from people. Like, <laughs> we want our kids to have free travel throughout Europe and learn about new cultures and do this, like, you know, without there being mountains of red tape and stuff. It's like... I, I, don't, I also think about, like, Brexit, I don't think people over a certain age should have been able to vote either. Yeah, it's a slippery slope to be going down there. Yeah, yeah, because you... you there's the argument that those people who are, you know... If you vote, gonna, yeah, yeah, it doesn't affect them. They're not going to notice a difference. No. Yeah, I don't really like arguments like that that kind of have a tendency to exclude people. Like, I, I really hate when people say stuff like, 
oh, well, if you've eaten a certain amount of Big Macs, you shouldn't be entitled to the same health care as I am. You know, stuff like oh, you that. You leave me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like inherently just undemocratic. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, There is a bit of a conflict of interest. And it doesn't take into account all the like actual social and cultural issues that would lead someone towards an unhealthy lifestyle and like how little we even know about why people become overweight you know what i mean like i know yeah people like obviously like in america they try and or suppose anywhere they try and tell you what when you're young what's good to eat and what's not good to eat uh-huh. because over, over the years that you're alive you eating healthily being a healthy person will save the nhs money or will save the money in healthcare and stuff like that it's just perfectly fine. If someone decides that they don't want to live like that, then that's fine. But also, and this is kind of relevant, because you know how like obesity is this huge epidemic now? Um, do you guys think that will carry true to the future, or do you think we're going to find out what exactly is happening there? Because I think the obesity discussion is always, always influenced by people who have anecdotal evidence of their fat friend who eats all the fucking time and makes no effort to better themselves or else anecdotal evidence of well i put on a few pounds and then i did some running and now i'm not fat anymore or else it's people who are like well actually obesity is an extremely complex issue that we don't understand like yes eating more does make you put on weight but like dieting and and stuff like that is it doesn't necessarily come easy to people to just lose weight and there's like so many things we don't understand about just addiction and uh, like mood swings and metabolism and like all the factors that go into making a person obese. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't think that it's because people are being selfish and stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think people, you know, I think it's human nature to have a problem with self-control. I think that's, that's, that's what, as human beings, like animals don't have a problem with self-control. Well, no, they do. Uh, they just fuck everything and then die, I guess. But I mean, human beings naturally want more. Do you know what I mean? It's it's in us to want more stuff. So food is in that as well, isn't it? But I think some like farming and everything will change. So maybe food will be naturally healthier in a like a weird. Yeah, that's of, a point. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm not sure how it will work, but I definitely think we will be healthier as a species. But you know, I think obesity will still exist. Primarily because I think people will always want more. Yeah, I don't think we'll have like outbreaks like the plague and that we had. I don't think there'll ever be stuff like that anymore. Like if, I think the biggest outbreaks now, like like SARS when it was over in Asia and like stuff like that, is no, it's much more manageable now than it ever was. Yeah, there's always a possibility for um, like uh, viruses and diseases and stuff to mutate though and we're not entirely in control of that but definitely our grasp on medicine and stuff is so much better now and it's only going to yeah. improve over the next while but just going back to obesity um, something really interesting that I read recently um, was you know Philip Morris he's the guy like Philip Morris company owns loads well, that's of that's a terrible film isn't it uh, I think you're thinking of the movie with uh, Ewan McGregor, are you? It's Ewan, but yes. Or, no, you're thinking of Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> no, I'm, no it's, uh, there's a film called I Love You, Philip Morris, isn't there? Yeah, there is, yeah. Well, Philip Morris Company owns Marlboro and a few other cigarette companies, as far as I know. And uh, in the 80s, they when like the governments initially started being like, all right, lads, this smoking thing, I'm not sure... It's entirely healthy. Um, 
and cigarette companies sort of saw the writing on the wall or whatever, um, they started investing in food companies. And Philip Morris Company owns Crafts and in turn owns Heinz, I think. But they own food companies. And it's interesting that the obesity epidemic would have only started around that time when that generation or the current generation of obese people were being born. Like, there's something in that as well, that companies have managed to make food super addictive. And, like, it's really funny when, like, people who don't understand obesity and stuff, which obviously no one understands it, but people who are, like, resentful towards overweight people when they're like oh look it's simple you get told in school what to eat like just eat these things and then it's easy and stuff like that and it's like they might be a smoker or a heavy drinker or like addicted to some other thing that we don't necessarily even think of as an addiction like they might have like five cups of coffee a day or whatever and it's like you get told in school not to do all of those things as well like it's not about fucking simple oh, eat less and then you won't weigh as much. Like, that's not how it works in people's brains. Even when they interview overweight people and they're like, how much food do you eat a day? And they say it. And then when they're actually followed and tracked and and all of that, like the amount of food they think they eat is nothing compared to what it actually is. So Yeah, but that is, yeah, it's a... a it's a mental problem. Yeah, yeah, it is completely. It's an addiction. It's it's something in the brain. Like it's not it's a consciousness or an yeah. unconsciousness. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the exact same way that smoking or like you know people find a way to feed their addictions, and that's why people are obese. And we should be trying to tackle things like addiction and just the cultural issues that make people obese, rather than being like, oh, stop eating so much fatty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think we'll crack that in the next fifty years. No, <laughs> um, uh, it's a difficult. I, I think it, it, by night uh, we've just gotten to the point where it is a, it is a thing. I mean, I, you you wonder whether it's it'll only get. I mean, I'm sure fat people existed two hundred years ago, but it, obviously it seems more now. Well, it, it's a fact that there is more now. But I mean, you you can only assume that would get worse in in the age that we live in, where we're becoming lazier because of technology. That's you know, that's people won't have to leave their homes for any reason. Like, you know, going to the gym and everything obviously is is booming because people need to get out and about. Like exercises, you know, people aren't exercising because everything is 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 right there. You know, in front of them. You know, you can online shop and all that stuff. So that's only going to get worse. So um, yeah, because everything becomes so easy. Like eating yeah. becomes so easy because it was so much easier. So it's easier to access and stuff yeah. like that. I, yeah. it, to be honest, it's a, it's a miracle that I'm not really overweight. Cause I eat, oh, like, me as well. I yeah. just eat junk food all the fucking time. Like if if I happen to have a, a much lower metabolism, I would be one of those overweight people that gets made fun of all the time for being overweight. There's no doubt about it. I have an overweight person's lifestyle. I'm just somehow blessed that you know it hasn't happened to me yet. But I eat a fucking chronic amount of junk food. Every single day. Yeah, um, I feel like I should be 30 stone, but I'm not. Yeah, you eat like a fucking horse. Yeah, I have eaten horse. <laughs> oh, after um, you punched it to death. <laughs> I, I got my new costume supporting brother to punch it to death. And then I ate it. Yeah. I Stop eat. violence against horses. Do you think horse that will be solved matter. in the next 50? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the... Did you see the Black Lives Matter protest? Not protest. They kidnapped someone, didn't they? 
Yeah, and a mentally mentally ill child. Is or that what it was? Or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking outrage. It is a fucking outrage. Yeah, I um for anyone listening, I should say that we're recording this episode the day after that happened. So uh, you're listening like a week after this is like next week's episode, but um, yeah, it's it's like I don't know. I didn't watch the video because I just don't need that. Oh, kind I did watch the video. I'm not watching life. that. Yeah. But um, I read that they said loads of like anti-white stuff or whatever, and they did it just because he was a Trump supporter. Yeah. But also, I read that there's nothing that says they're part of Black Lives Matter or whatever. Oh, right. I don't know. I don't, like, Black Lives Matter and people's criticisms of it, I don't understand because, for me, Black Lives Matter is, is something that started as a hashtag and then became a movement. It's not, like, a hierarchical structure, like, you know what I mean? It's just sort of a thing that a lot of people can just say they're a part of, even when they're not at all. So I don't... Well, yeah. anyone who has a problem with it is, like, it's coming from an inherently racist place anyway, so... In every case, do you think? Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know, because like, I've heard... anyone anyone against it is racist. Like, uh, if you know anything about it, like as a like just the basis of like the fundament of what Black Lives Matter is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the thing, the problem with it all is that the worst things that they do are the things that get broadcast. Yeah. So that oh, is yeah. us, and like when they run across the freeway and shut that down. So no, and the thing in Dallas where they shot the plate, or a couple of, well, they probably weren't anything to do with it, but when the yeah, people shot the plate. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the general sort of idea is like... General, like uh, yeah, there's uh, nothing wrong with it. it is yeah, right, but yeah. I mean, like, even the, even like when people sort of rebuke it, like, it's like, all lives matter and stuff, and it's like, what does that even mean? Like, how is that even remotely relevant? The biggest problem with that is that no, very rarely has a white person found their life in jeopardy. Or yeah, not regarded as a first-class citizen, so that's why it's a Black Lives Matter rather than All Lives Matter. Saying exactly. refuting it with All Lives Matter is like if someone said to you, like, "Oh man," like it's it's like someone coming to you who just lost their mum to breast cancer and saying, "Man, breast cancer sucks," and the person going, "All cancer sucks." Like, yeah, thank exactly. you for your like, helpful yeah. comment. That's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Write that, that one down. <laughs> um, but I have heard some perfectly reasonable intellectual arguments against black lives matter which i refute at the same time because i do think that there's from i don't even think that it's necessarily actually a race issue i think it's a class issue i think it's anyone in the lower class in america and it happens to white americans too they get treated like shit by the system by the police because they don't have the system like, doesn't give them a chance to get into a different class. Yeah, I think that's a real thing. Like, because what I heard, I had uh, Matt Christensen on this podcast, who is a, um, like, he's a guy who voted for Donald Trump, and he identifies as cultural libertarian, but he's not on board with Black Lives Matter, and I heard his reasons why, and I thought they were all perfectly fine, but I came back at him with um, just a question about education, and he believes that everybody, like, anyone in America can be anything um it just takes like hard work and and stuff like that and i think that's true but i think there's also a point where people just don't get educated enough to even know what kind of opportunities are available to them like i think everyone has the opportunity available but i think you have to be shown that opportunity you can't just inherently know like oh if i do this Mm -hmm. access course you know and do do there's 
probably for a lot of people like that, for maybe for a lot of black people growing up in them situations, or white people, obviously, they haven't seen someone ahead of them do it. Yeah, so exactly. They don't know it's and, an and option it's not, for them. It's not told to them in school because their education is so underfunded. Like yeah. that, these like they you know they go to schools where people get shot like every week. There's like a shooting in their school. You know what I mean? Like their prime reason for going to school isn't necessarily even education. You're not you're not, you're not born with the inability to learn or the, like the the ident the idea that you don't want to learn anything. Yeah. You're not born with that. It just becomes a nature to you because that's what you've grown up in. That's what you grow up in. Yeah, and I welcome, think... welcome to institutional oppression. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's completely institutionalized because you should oh, try growing up in Essex. He has. He's from well, Essex. I go to Essex Uni. <laughs> oh, poor you, poor you. You you chose to come into Essex. <laughs> yes. Wow. I used to live in Essex. Why? For like a year. Nep. I lived with Nep for like a year and a half. <laughs> Oh, does he live in Essex? Yeah. Not anymore. Hey, oh. He did. Oh, I said out loud. I don't want to block that. But... Oh, he doesn't live there now, does he? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, institutionalized racism, that's just, that's how, see, I don't even think at the moment it's not necessarily to do with the fact that they're black. It's that they're a permanent economic underclass. And that's just what happens. Like, because I've seen it in Northern Ireland with, like, there's still, up until five years ago, there were Catholics in Northern Ireland getting denied jobs for being Catholic. Like, that was the thing that happened. So. I think I think now, like, we need to work 50 years time. I think in 50 years, like, this, I think the black-white divide will be much less than it is now. In, yeah. in the same way that the divide now, even though it's still bad or isn't great, is still a lot less than it was 50 years ago. But, yeah, you know, look, look at it 50 years ago. Like, 60 years ago, they were hanging and burning black people in public. Yeah. Legally. Yeah, I guess now it's just become like more systemically entrenched. So I guess there's an argument that like they're just learning how to hide it, if anything. See, yeah, I don't even think that it's like a racist issue, though. I like I think Black Lives Matter is necessary and I think they're relevant. And like I do support what they're doing when people are doing it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I really don't think like the Dallas shooter and like I think that reflecting on those negative incidents as Black Lives Matter is... Someone like, someone like the person who shot the police, the Dallas police, there's something mentally wrong with that person to be able to take someone's life. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Do you not think? I read a really... The ability to take someone's life. I don't know. I mean, the dude yeah, was a former... Yeah, I'm not too sure. The dude was a former soldier. Like, he was literally just, just, brought up and taught in a system of taking people's lives. That's a thing that he would have been rewarded for doing in a different place. I, I don't think it's, um, it's, weird, it's a weird system, to me anyway, because it's not it's not taking an, another person's life. It's almost, when you're in the army, it's it's taught that you're taking the enemy's life. You're not taking, I'm not, like, we're not, you're not equal in that sense. Almost the enemy is worse than you, and you're, you know what I mean, you're killing them. Whereas... I think what Jack's saying is it's almost like are they the what well, you know he is he thinking them of them as the enemy and therefore that's why he's taking the lives or is he taking thinking about taking as another I'm, human being? I'm not, I'm not going that deep into it. I'm just saying you've <laughs> yeah. Take, so like, to take a human being's life, I yeah. think you've got to have something mentally wrong with you. I think that 
Um, I know that like in World War One, like half, literally like half the soldiers would not fire their guns because they didn't want to shoot other actual humans. And then eventually, like military training and stuff like that, managed to address these issues with different things and stuff like that. It is not like too far fetched for me to imagine a guy coming from uh, an underdog perspective, like a guy who comes out of this underclass and is brought up in a system where he's told how, like, and trained how to kill people who, as Lewis Moore said, he identifies as the enemy rather than humans. And then for him to come home and be shown all of this like rhetoric about how the police are literally killing his people in the street and no one is doing anything about it. It's not far-fetched for me to imagine him being like, well, the police are my enemy, I must kill them because they are against yeah. me just like the Taliban were when I went over there. So, yeah, but he's, he's getting a situation completely confused with a different one. I don't think that's mental illness, though. I think that's lack of education. Yeah, I'd have to I agree with that. Illness. I don't know. I, I read a really, it's really... In the same way that any... Like it's not a thing. It's like any white person that shoots someone has a mental illness, and I think it's exactly it's exactly the same. It's a human being. Do you think that every person being. that kills anybody is has a mental illness? Though I think that's a huge outside leap. of war. Mm. Uh, outside, I don't think I can go along with that. I, I think nah. like, there are situations where you don't know what you're capable of doing until something happens to you. Like I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think... like how how are you reaching the point of understanding it as mental illness? Like there's. The lights had sort of jumped to get there, if you know what I mean. I, I think under so much strain and pressure, I think human beings are capable of things we don't even realise. I think. Yeah, um, completely. I agree. You know, so. But on the same on the same side, like under immense pressure, you might be you might not be capable of doing something you think you could. You might not be capable of putting the trigger. Exactly. Yeah. The same thing. Well, that's why you know soldiers obviously freeze under that that pressure and that strain themselves, thinking they can't do it, and then that's why they are discharged or whatever. Um, yeah. No. It, yeah. Goes both ways. I prefer my heroes to not get captured. <laughs> There's a Donald Trump quote for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's good. He's a good fella. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that. Uh, I brought up the kidnap. I don't know why. Oh yeah. Think people will still be kidnapping people in fifty years? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Should we move I on? Remember when we don't want to lose some traditions, do we? You know. What were you going to say now, too? What 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 were we even? Uh, what was the initial thing that we were actually discussing? Because I can't even remember what we talked about. Passwords. We just ended up talking about <laughs> black lives. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um... You need a password to get into black lives matter. <laughs> the password. Is password is Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think the broader point is I think especially America I think white people will definitely be in the minority in fifty years time. I don't I don't think there's any suggestion that that won't be the case. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. It's only sixty seven percent majority white at the moment. So yeah. So yeah. Um, who has another topic within this I topic? I didn't even research yeah, one. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pretty interesting one. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know like how familiar you guys are with like the series Black Mirror on Netflix. Love it. Yes, seen it. Yeah, like obviously a lot of the episodes are based on like the whole sort of idea of like things being on the internet and hyperbolizing that whole movement of things existing on the internet. Yeah. So I was sort of thinking like in 50 years time, do you see like the concept of like things being offline maybe not necessarily in 50 years maybe 100 i don't know how long it'll take but like things 
existing offline sort of being like like not even a thing like i don't know there's like smart televisions and smartphones and i don't know maybe there'll be smart clothes in the future and everything will be based on the internet in some way yeah i i, I, I think everything will like i think everything that requires a electronic like electronic uh something for it to work will so yeah things like now like your phone and like things like even fridges now are, like on the internet they're all connected to the internet yeah, but I guess the question is, like, with the majority of things, then... No, I don't think so. I, I think, yeah, I think, and, like, nanotechnology and everything, like, yeah. I don't... May, maybe not in 50 years, maybe it'll take longer, but, like, with yeah. nanotechnology and stuff, there'll definitely be a thing where we'll have, like, little chips in us, and, like, they'll be able to de- detect whether we have illnesses or all kinds of shit. You know, well, the... Uh, I think they're talking about things like fridges in the, like, year's time. <laughs> like, not a, year, not a year's time, but years. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can I download like, some ice? Yeah, you're allowed to, <laughs> to recognise when you need stocking up on something when it takes low and it orders it for you. I, I'm not comfortable with that. I, yeah, I don't know. want my fridge making decisions for me. <laughs> yeah, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> if fridges become sentient beings, then I think this species is doomed. Yeah, the, the big fr- I reckon they take a fridge on. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, are we saying that like the fridge will detect whether I've like ran out of like? It would know, yeah. know when you're running out of stuff. And it it's would order it's it. a thing. They already have this technology. Like it's a, you can buy this fridge right now. I think I imagine. Yeah, imagine if it would be like it. What you put everything you buy into the fridge and it knows what it's got in there. Yeah, but there's, there's every one of us has got every one of us has got something in the fridge that's been there about seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. When you yes. go to the shop, it will say, it will, like, it could be able to give you a list of stuff that you're running low on. Can you imagine being in the supermarket and being like, all right, uh, the ham, the eggs, the bread, just what was that other thing? Fridge. I'll just call my fridge. <laughs> yeah, I was just about, <laughs> just about to say, getting a text from the fridge or something. Could you pick up some jam? <laughs> pick up the stairs. <sighs> What was the thing in Iron Man? Like, what was the thing that he, like, controlled his house? Like, what was that called? Jarvis. Like the Jarvis. That, I guess that would be a similar scenario, I guess. Like, some sort of house that's sentient, like, controls the fridge, controls <laughs> lighting, controls the computers and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was also in Demolition Man. In, uh, the oh, place. yeah, of course. Yeah. Illuminate is what they say to the lights. Mm, yeah. What a what a movie. Um, but yeah, um, I I can't even imagine. I think that there will be parts of our bodies that will be online in some capacity in the next mm. fifty years. Not every single person, but I think some people are going to have things like a pacemaker or, um, like they're going to be introducing all this bio nanotechnology within the. You next... probably you probably have to like have a chip where like you can access information on the internet through a chip in your body. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and you'll have like. Yeah, like a screening over your eye or something that will be able to access the internet or something. Yeah, like, a, like a decent version of Google Glass. Exactly, yeah. I remember seeing a tweet that was like, can I connect my Apple Watch to my Google Glass? I just want to make sure I never kiss a girl again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think the way technology is going, like it is pretty crazy. You're going to have like all sorts of things that connect to the internet that you didn't even think that you needed them to connect to the internet. To before, like I think half the stuff that does already connect to the internet, well, not half stuff now, but in fifty years' time, there'll be stuff that doesn't need to connect to the internet, but they do it 
just because they can. I think there are things now that fucking should connect to the internet because of the price or whatever. Like, I went, like, suitcase shopping a while ago, and it's, like, 85 euro for, like, a basic <laughs> suitcase, and it doesn't even connect to the internet. Like, what are they charging you for? There's a uh, shop in right. Ireland called Brown Thomas, and they sell scarves in there for, like, 130 euro. They don't and even they don't... have Wi-Fi on What? Them. That's crazy. It's a fucking Does they have Bluetooth? No, nothing. Just IRDA, standard infrared. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like precious golf up against someone else's to like send them a song. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember reading on Future Timeline uh, a long time ago that like basically 150 years from now everybody is going to be plugged into something in some capacity or another. But there will be humans who reject it and live as their own sort of. Uh, society like out with the you know off the grid sort of out probably, with the... probably in the same way now that uh people who are deeply religious don't accept uh health treatment or people who are against the new world order and you know the zionist mm-hmm. elite <laughs> running running our world um that they live in like weird cabins in idaho and stuff or like yeah you ever watch that doomsday preppers show <laughs> exactly yeah so um yeah, I think those people will always exist in some capacity because there's always going to be people who just don't actually want... Like, fringe types, that's what they call them. People who just don't really want to roll in society. But I think if you're not online in some capacity... When... Whoa, that was scary. What happened there? Someone just Sorry. died. That was me. <laughs> Rest Did in you peace. die? Apologies. Um, what was I saying before that happened? I think I was talking about the Bible. Anyway, it's a really good book. 10 out of 10. Yeah, would read again. Um, no, yeah, but w- would I, if, recommend to a friend. <laughs> if you're not online in some capacity within the next fifty years, you're going to be missing out on basically everything that happens. I do. I do wonder what's going to happen with religion. Let's call it the Bible. Like, you know, in fifty years' time, but I think with the amount of scientific evidence there is now, I don't think we're going to discover that much in the next fifty years that will change people's minds more. But did you know that uh, Christianity is actually growing? Is it? Yeah. It's not growing in the West, but it's growing in all the third world countries. But it's atheism is obviously growing, isn't it? Well, yeah. If you read their tweets. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky Gervais Uh, is anything Led by Ricky Gervais. Jesus Christ, that fucking guy, man. I haven't blocked on Twitter. I don't follow him anymore. I I haven't blocked, and I can still somehow see when people retweet him. I don't know how that works. I think it's Twitter fucking with me. I think it's God. What are you (laughs) doing? I think it's God testing me. Yeah, I should mute him, actually. That'd work. I mute probably half the people I follow. He's a great guy for being like, uh, I don't care what anyone thinks, while simultaneously giving a Caring. massive fuck about what everyone yeah. thinks. <laughs> Receiving reviews about his films. I don't care if you're offended, but really, I don't care. Like, I actually don't care. Like, if you're offended, like, that's, I don't care. Oh, The problem offended. is, the, what, the one thing that, like, offends people about religion is is being pushed upon people like having religion pushed upon people yeah. and i think it doesn't really happen nowadays as as much as it obviously you see no, that it doesn't and but but the fact that he's then pushing atheist atheism on people is exactly the same thing it's being yeah. told what to think and that's what people don't want to be told yeah and he's it, doing exactly the same as what the really like the people who knock on your door yeah he he's has doing this, exactly the same as them he has this tweet format that he does like all the time where it's like Oh, yeah, no, there's a huge um, 
sentient duck in my bath, but uh, you can't see him. But I, I talk to him all the time. He tells me what to do, but like you can't see him. And like that's his point is that like oh it's ridiculous to believe like it's that in itself is he, one of the most ignorant things you can say. It's a concept called faith, and it's what religion is built upon. And people who have faith that they like that's the point of them being religious is that they have the faith. It's not that they have empirical evidence to suggest that there is no God because that doesn't exist. It's not that that even matters. It's that they have faith. And one of the main things in religious texts is building faith and not letting your faith be shattered. So, like, it's just so fucking annoying that atheists don't understand that. He doesn't even use ducks in tweets properly. (laughs) (laughs) The most powerful tool for a tweet is a duck. And he doesn't even use it properly. Jack Brown has one favorited tweet. <laughs> I will always have one favorited tweet. And it's always duck related. <laughs> it is. Um, Did I ever change it? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. But yeah, no, I don't think Ricky Gervais will exist in 50 years, but I think religion will still exist in 50 years. Yeah. It's... it's, it's, it's existed for the last 2,000 years. It's not going to change now, is it? Even even way further well, back. Much that, much longer. Yeah. That, yeah, but yeah. Just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Jack. We're not saying. Some would say I mean, Jesus has has existed for the last two thousand. <laughs> longer. I, actually. Did, I did. I did. Well, yeah. Two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Two two thousand and we died at thirty three. So two thousand and fifty. Yeah. Whatever. Wait, did he die? When did he die? Thirty three. Yeah, but was that. Is that what we call the year zero? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Jesus has been around for 2,049 years. For, no, 50 years. What did I just... I disagreed with what you just said. Yeah, you absolute prick. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's still around. He walks yeah. among us. He does. Could be me. He's a good lad. Um... <laughs> so yeah anyway to your point uh no i can't imagine anybody being offline like when i hear of people now not having facebook accounts i'm like what the fuck like i don't even use my facebook account but jesus i have it oh i have facebook yeah yeah i have facebook, yeah. doesn't have facebook i mean i haven't used it since 2011 but yeah it's necessary it's you don't even tweet enough. anymore either Lewis yeah that's true it upsets me greatly you fucking <laughs> it's a life <laughs> It's actually funny that you say that because, like, whilst I was like looking up stuff for this topic, it was saying that Facebook will probably be something of the past over the course of like the next fifty years. Yeah, it's not too far fetched to assume, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's just pretty ironic that you brought that up now when we're discussing things that won't exist in fifty oh, years. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, the concept. What about? Again... I was kind of an idea, just on the spot. Go on. Just like that. Fake news. Yeah, I think that How much will... is that going to change? That's no. the biggest thing at the moment. I was listening to a podcast about fake news, right? And there's this guy. It's just a guy and his wife, right? And they live somewhere in, like, California or somewhere. And they rent a server from Amazon, which I don't think actually costs a whole lot of money. And they have, like, a network of fake news websites that they run just themselves. All they do is, like, find a news story that happened and then contort it slightly so that it so like an example of a news story is like um 
law passed to ban use of certain substance in this state, right? And then the guy will take that story and put like use of this substance in state rises dramatically, even though that's not what's actually happening. He's just twisted what the actual thing is and then puts it on Facebook and it goes viral. And he owns websites like WashingtonPost.com.co, stuff like that. And uh, anyway, (laughs) he earns 30 grand a month from having like seven or eight fake news websites. And all he does is like aggregate incorrectly, you know, like just copies and pastes little bits out of... So yeah. basically it's a really lucrative market and it's so easy to do because all you have to do is add the disclaimer that somewhere on your website that this is a parody. Because do you think the concept of parody will ever be used correctly ever again, let alone in the next 50 years? Only in like TV shows maybe. Yeah, yeah. Only in Will Ferrell parody accounts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 parody accounts aren't like funny like they used to be. No, they're not. Like parody is not the... The funny parody is not an art form anymore. Parody is just a thing yeah. people say to try and get out and of jail. Parody is a liar. Yeah, it is. Like that that Meninist account where it's like they literally it's literally run by a person that hates women, but it says in the thing parody. A parody of what? Yeah, exactly. Probably a parody someone of someone called Meninist. Yeah, <laughs> that is so Meninist. That yeah. is exactly how Meninist would act. <laughs> <laughs> the term meninist actually means a male who identifies as a feminist as well. So that's like, if if it is trying to be a parody of that, it does not know what that means or what parody means. <laughs> <works. So laughs> it has not worked. Yeah. Well, what's a little worrying is that fake news is like slowly like getting into real news and real politics and it's, yeah. it's affecting larger larger things, isn't it? That's more... Wor- I mean, I guess... I mean, hopefully that won't be around in 50 years, but who knows? Um, I mean, it's affected, obviously, the American election quite a bit because Donald Trump seems to believe everything he reads. Um, <laughs> I saw the greatest tweet ever today from Donald Trump, and I'm going to find it and read it out because it's incredible. You know the account Drill that I favorite every single tweet from? I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So hard to explain why that's funny because you either get it or you don't. <laughs> but Donald Trump tweeted a Drill tweet earlier when he goes... He was talking about the media and how he trusts the people to make up their own minds as to the truth. And then he goes, the media lies to make it look like I am against intelligence, when in fact I am a big fan. (laughs) 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 And he's talking about intelligence as in like, you know, like central intelligence. Yeah, 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 as in the CIA. (laughs) He says, the media tries to make it look like I'm against being intelligent. (laughs) But the thing about fake news and that is that... Sometimes it's not even fake news. A lot of it's just liars. Yeah, did you like, see the... Um... The, like, the things like, obviously, the, what you just said about like the election, that obviously, the amount of lies that was told by... Yeah. Even probably Hillary said a lot of liars. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Trump said the most obvious liars and the most ridiculous ones. More and than same, any other politician ever. Yeah, the same happened with Brexit on both sides of the barrel. Yeah. They, everyone was lying. And that's the biggest problem with, like... Uh, voting nowadays is that people are just convinced by stuff that isn't true i think that's the biggest problem in politics right now is that yeah. if people are so uh un uh, they just are against politicians because of the lying yet they aren't able to see the lies from the truth and it becomes sort of convoluted and nobody really knows what they're doing and then we get suckered into believing whatever uh, yeah, that believe. happened in a protest vote on both sides it happened at brexit and it happened in the american election where people I believed into thinking 
either side is telling the truth when either side is not, but they're protesting against the fact that politicians themselves inherently lie, and it's just so terrible. It's just it's just the most mixed up. People are people only going to believe the liars that benefit their side of the story. That's or not, their, that their right there is the biggest thinking. problem. It's, I was talking to uh, John, who was on last week about this, and it's really, really, really weird. It's like everybody is like, what's the word? Like numb or in a daze or... Like, no one actually wants to try and find out the truth. It's like everyone's just swimming in this murky water, and whenever someone hands them, like, a way to just toe the line, they do it. Like, nobody ever actually bothers to... It's like, oh, well, I identify ideologically as a liberal, and therefore I absolutely have to believe in every single thing that the left stands for. And, like, it's so counterproductive and lazy and like it's actually the opposite of intelligence it's like no one's actually searching for the truth anymore people are just like well i ideologically identify with this side so therefore i have to say all the things that they say and it's like it's stuff like that that ends up with all this battle of fake news because people don't actually care if it's real or fake they just care that it it's what jack just said they just cared that this is something they can use in their favor and they know that the other side isn't going to be well-versed on it because they're too busy on the other side reading their fake news about their fake thing. And it's just, oh my God, it's exhausting. Like, it's such an exhausting time to be involved in an argument with anybody that doesn't agree with everything that you think because you think that... And you are one of the worst for that. Yeah, I know. And I've, like, in fairness, I do completely own up to that. And, like, I'm trying to not be like that. But if you come, like, you think yourself that you already know everything and there's nothing they can do to change your mind. Because I think most people who have any fixed ideology are like that. It's very hard to turn a person. That's the worst frame of mind to have. Yeah, I know. But it, it to, happens to be naturally. That conv- like, yeah, to be that convinced that you don't... Yeah, there's no one out there that knows better than you. Whatever's happening to this society is, like, really enhancing that, though. Like, you just do not turn a person anymore because there's so much information available that if someone has a belief, there's like uh, literally an infinite sea of evidence out there that they can look for to strengthen that belief even if it's fake it doesn't matter and like that's a huge problem and like as i said i'm hugely guilty of this and i'm fine with admitting it because <laughs> it's a cultural problem and because like, you've been caught out no because <laughs> <laughs> donald trump won <laughs> yeah. but yeah I don't know how we got there. This has been a good discussion about things that I'm not sure necessarily relate to the topic. No, I think in 50 years' time, will it have changed? Probably not, because politi- politics, like, is inherently about sort of like twisting the truth. Yeah, but don't you think politics in general, as it exists right now, is due a major reform? And oh, like, the yeah. whole the whole government, not the whole government, but the whole the whole process of elections and. Uh, campaigning, campaigning that be, yeah, needs a complete sort out because at the moment it doesn't help anyone. I think so. I'd... To me, it just stands from like if if one side comes up with an incredible idea, like say Obamacare was it was brilliant. I mean, I'm I'm sure like on, on both sides they can pick their faults in Obamacare or like praise Obamacare or whatever. Um, but he came up with this thing that he thought was right, and now four years no eight you know four years after it was introduced, like Trump will come in and decide nah. And then take it all away and start all over again. But that's that's not helping anybody, is it? Really? 
because they're going to have the process is just going to take as much time as it did to get that in place and it's just it, everything takes time and I don't know it's a very weird you can never introduce stuff like that that is so widespread and affects I mean it only it's only ever going to benefit a certain amount of people you can yeah. never introduce something like that that doesn't negatively affect someone else and that's what people don't understand I think they do they, yeah. they, they want a hundred percent beneficial to everybody but that's just not going to take place if you but, can get with, you know with brexit and that or with like not, not Brexit, so with the actual general election where tory got voted in in front of labor and stuff like that and you get these people from outside of london and the southeast which is a like london and the southeast mostly conservative if you go outside that area and like people on twitter like part of a map and there's a lot more distance like voting labor and stuff like that, and they call like the selfish, selfish bastards. It's like they're not selfish bastards; they're voting for something that benefited them and people they know. Yeah. It's exactly the same as they do in voting for Labour. Yeah, I think the whole thing of uh, that's springing up across Europe and I guess the world, if you include Donald Trump, of people going for the anti-establishment vote is just the first symptom of stepping into a post-truth world where everybody recognizes that, like. <laughs> we're sick of politics is a problem with the system and people just don't like that whole idea. I think people are really sick of people getting elected off the back of fake promises as well. Like that's a yeah, problem. Exactly what Trump's done. Yeah, I know. But like Obama did it too. when he said he was going to shut down Guantanamo Bay and then he got mm. in and he, in fairness, he tried to shut it down in the first week and he was, he was shut down straight away. They were like, no, nah, you can't do that because you have to go through Congress and all that stuff. So like he got elected off the back of that promise, which I, do genuinely think that he I've, believed he would do but yeah i think he believed he'd do it but, but then, i don't believe that trump thought he'd actually build a wall no i don't think trump believes anything that he says but that's I, I guess the fact that he is has been elected just shows what the problem with people's perception of politics is like it's yeah. true what michael gove said people are sick of experts whether you want to admit it or but it, not yeah, it does highlight the need for a change exactly i was gonna say yeah, yeah. that fucking much yeah they're using the only voice that they have to c convey that you know like we wouldn't have listened otherwise if if hillary got elected and if brexit stayed the same then there would be just as many disenfranchised middle-class white people in america and britain as there is, you know what I mean? As there is yeah. voting against it and stuff. Yeah, Trump really like took advantage of like the format of modern politics. Yeah, I, and I do think right. Trump is really intelligent. I said this last week. Yeah, like yeah. he actually is. He, he, knows he, how, he knows people. Yeah, he knows how to manipulate things in his favor, and that's a talent. Like he's, I, I don't think he's intellectually aware or anything, or some kind of super clever guy but... I've no, I've, he like it's free speech he can say what he yeah, wants yeah i agree completely. fair play he he has the balls to go up there and say how he feels in there yeah and... i just wish that he got called more on the blatant lies that he told oh he, he did i think he did though i think he did but I... he told so fucking many of them <laughs> no, and fair play to him to just say no that didn't happen yeah like go <laughs> out and a lie in front of millions of people how many of us would be able to sit there and go nah you would nah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be able to sit there on a live to like television debate, like the biggest moment of his life, and be able to sit there and go, "No, that didn't happen." Did what you, you talking about? Did you see Bill Burr talking about that? And he was uh, like, he, he said like, um, I just, on the chat show. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on Conan or something. He yeah. was like, the thing about Trump is like, what he said was, eh, you know, the uh, thing about Trump is yeah. you got. <laughs> 
That's a really good impression. He said, uh, he said the thing about Trump is that like he'll say something outrageous and people will be like, oh, why did you say that? And then he'll say, I never said that. And then people will be like, no, you did. Here's you saying it. And he'll be like, yeah, okay, I said it, so what? It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. He, he takes, like, I can only appreciate him for being able to do that. Like, I, I could never respect him because of the views that he has. Yeah. But I also find it difficult to believe he has all the views he has. There's a lot of things I genuinely like about Donald Trump. Like, I love the way he went into the RNC and held up an LGBTQ flag and the way he said, I promise I will defend the LGBT from foreign invaders. And then when the Republicans cheered, he was like, I'm so happy to hear Republicans cheer when I say that. That's a guy who's like openly been like look lgbt people are people and that's the thing that you're gonna have to accept and he got cheered for saying it because that's how much control he had over the republicans yeah things like that make me genuinely happy like i think it's really good and i don't think that he is actually a racist or a homophobe or any of those things like i think his view on islam is obviously uh extremely concerning Uh, that doesn't constitute racism though because islam isn't a race and stuff like that but I think he just, a lot of the stuff that he says, he doesn't really care about all that much. And I don't think he cares either way. He's just quite... Also, also he's a 70-year-old white man. Yeah. You know, he's from a different generation. Like, anybody's granddad in their 70s is, yeah, is kind of like that. Not only a, a different like, generation. Took a Bill Burr. You know when that NBA owner got done? For beating the shit out of the woman. No, no, the NBA owner oh, oh. said something racist. I think he owned the Knicks or something, and he had to sell his. He had to sell them. Oh, okay, yeah. And he was saying like the bloke was like eighty, and he'd grown up in that era. He's like, of course he thinks that way because he doesn't know any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is like it is kind of hard. Like Clint Eastwood <laughs> says some outrageous stuff, like. Well, back like back in my day, there was no racism. You were just being a pussy and stuff. And it's like when you think about it, Clint Eastwood's mother lived in the generation where women weren't allowed to vote. Like Clint Eastwood's yeah. grandmother, like I don't know, I don't want to even imagine what kind of historical injustices her generation would have suffered yeah. from. Like he's not a guy who's really in touch with what's going on. And like, yeah, it's down to the individual to do that. But I think when you come from a culture that like that's just symptomatic of coming from a culture that teaches you how to behave it's so hard to change that in later life and that's why people generally get more conservative in later life but i don't know i i still think a grown man should know not to say openly racist things but like if if they think it's what they genuinely believe yeah yeah i don't know because i do think that like I, I, I come down in favor of political correctness most of the time. But I do think that when I see, like, I, fucking, what's her name? Um, Lizzie McGuire. What? Hilary Duff. When she dressed up as Pocahontas and, like, everybody went nuts at her. And they're, oh, you're appropriating the culture. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah. she dressed just, up as a Disney character. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Give it a rest. So, I don't know. It's the whole idea of free speech and stuff. Like, where's that going? People are very concerned about that being shut down and all. I don't necessarily think it is, though. I think... That will always be around. Yeah. It may not be around in places like... I think places like Russia, where there is... Like... Like, the LGBT over in Russia, is, like, they're done in their fuck. Yeah. Yep. Because, like, they're just... They're harassed, and there's, like, people who... That people quite high up. 
Well, no. Have you it's... not heard Vladimir Putin? There are no gays in Russia. Yeah, but he he used to, he was actually never had a problem with them. But then he to get votes and stuff like that, or like he fucking needed votes, but <laughs> to, to get support on that, he started coming out against them. Yeah. But he says that being gay just isn't really a Russian thing, so I believe him. Yeah, because he wrote a bet. I've actually seen. No. <laughs> I actually saw a documentary about like uh, homosexuality in Russia, and like it was pretty like violent. <laughs> yeah, I had a podcast about it, and it's like there's um, it's not le- it's not illegal to be a gay teacher, but if you are in Russia, obviously, but if you are found out to be gay, then you, you get threats and stuff like that, and the school end up sacking you anyway. Because yeah, it's, it's bad to be seen as having a gay teacher at the school. You're allowed to be gay in Russia, legally, but you are not allowed to promote homosexuality in any way. No, that's... They could, yeah. That's what the law is. So if you're a teacher and you're gay, obviously people are going to come to the conclusion that you're teaching gay to people. You are telling people to be gay. Yeah. The whole concept of homosexuality, by the way... Like, I know it's it's a thing that you're born with and stuff, but did you ever hear, you know, the Spartans, the 300 Spartans? Like, mm. those guys were going around riding each other left, right, and center. And when they got married to a woman and had to have a kid and stuff like that, the woman had to shave her hair, and they had to, like, have sex from behind so that, the like, they could, you know, stimulate... Convince himself that it yeah. was a bloke. So, like, all of the Spartans were, like, raging homosexuals. Is that like was that like a cultural thing or what? I don't think we fully understand what it even is to be homosexual. Mm. There's a we're really never, good we're line. What it is other than the fact that it is something inside you that you yeah. can't. There's a great line that uh, Renton says in the first Train Spotting movie, where he just goes, "In the future, I don't think there'll be gay or straight people. There'll just be wankers." And like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like, I don't know. The number of people who identify as bisexual goes up and up and up, like, every year. Yeah, which is good to see, because it's people yeah. being honest. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if, if you've got a problem with someone being gay, then that's your problem, it's no one else's problem. And it's fine to have a problem with it, just don't broadcast that problem, or, like... I don't think it is fine to have a problem with it. I don't know. I think it's fine if you come from a it's generation fine, it's where It's fine to being... not understand it, because unless you have it, you can't understand it. Unless you are homosexual, you can't understand what it is. I'm of the mindset that it's fine to be a lot of terrible things in your head, as long as it stays there and you don't ever actually... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you ever see these documentaries about, like... Do you ever see the Louis Theroux thing where he goes around with the most dangerous man in America, and he's this racist guy who organises, like skinhead rallies and stuff like that and when he spends not, time with him he realizes church. no no not that, that no one. he's an actual he's a racist guy who yeah like says that he hates black people not but then like the more louis through the more time louis spends with him the more he realizes that the guy is not really actually racist like one of his like close friends is like a fucking puerto rican guy who fixes his tv or something and like it, it it just it's a really weird thing because the more dangerous the guy presents himself as the more louis realizes he's just like a, an old like granddad trying to seem like a hard ass from a generation yeah. gone by or something like that yeah and it's like so it's really weird and uncomfortable to watch because it sort of shatters your perception of what like what being a horrible person is supposed to be or how in the past you could have been a horrible person or what we would 
decide is a horrible person, but it wasn't bad back then and stuff like that. It's, I think it's, I think it's similar. Like when I'm sometimes when I'm driving a car or something, I'm gonna be like, what if I would just like drive on a pavement and just run everyone over? <laughs> it's had that kind of horrible thought. It's not bad to have that kind of horrible thought, I guess. Yeah. It's just, well, I, I think I think maybe like 150 years ago, if you were a piece of shit, you were only a piece of shit in your village, and there was only 10 people that were affected by it. Whereas <laughs> yeah. like nowadays, if you're a piece of shit, you can broadcast it on Twitter, and everyone knows you're a piece of shit, and you can like tell everyone you're a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like more, it's more broadcastable that there are more assholes because I think that's just the way the world is now. And, I think. and we love tearing those people down as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think there's more rassles now. I just think, yeah, as you said, it's easy to broadcast. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. Remember, that girl, remember that girl that, like, took a selfie at Auschwitz or something? Yeah. And, like, her life yeah. was literally fucking ruined. Like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. can't get a job anywhere. Like, people sent her, like, horrible things in the post mm. and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> is that really fair? Like, like she can't fry chips at McDonald's now because she took a selfie at Auschwitz. That yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Jesus you know? <laughs> Christ, that's crazy. Yeah. The whole like, I remember being on Imager one time, and th- those guys as a community are so fucking bipolar. It's insane. But um, there was like a picture of this fucking child sitting on a uh, war memorial statue or whatever. And it was like, there's some text story underneath it, which is obviously fake, and someone has obviously invented to push their agenda. And it was like, this child was sitting on the statue, and this old man, military vet, who I conveniently didn't happen to get a photo of during this time, asked the mother to move the kid. And the mother was like, no, the kid can do whatever he wants. This is a disgrace. We can't treat our veterans like this and stuff. And it's like, dude, fuck off. Didn't happen. No, of course it didn't. But have you noticed? Like, That's what it looks uh, I followed someone on Twitter... It's it's got quite a big account. It does like didn't happen things. And oh it's, yeah, like, I've things, seen it. Yeah, I think it's, it's George Weir's cousin. I think it's called. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's right. It's yeah, I've fucking seen that. superb because the stuff he puts on there of like he did like the 2016 awards and it's all like the uh, the one the thing that won was the uh, the bloke who said it was at the election thing for Brexit and his deaf nan said which ones are one for out and the crowd cheered or something like that. <laughs> It's like, that didn't happen. Yeah, there was another one that was like, uh, some guy took a rotisserie chicken out of the oven and took a picture of it and was like, who gave my little brother a rotisserie chicken when he went trick-or-treating? And oh, yeah. Because <laughs> this didn't did fucking happen. happen. This didn't happen. <laughs> I'd love to say that. I'd love to have the nerves on Facebook to just say that to people. Not that it didn't happen, but just like if they fucking put on a story on their status or something and it's just like I want to write them to go oh that's a really not funny anecdote don't tell that to anyone ever again <laughs> yeah. do you know I, I, I have to say that to people I have so many friends who do the hear your story and then one up you kind of thing and they say things that are obviously lies and like I will admit that sometimes when I'm telling a story I will add something in that either didn't happen or else I'll exaggerate I'll embellish what? I'll embellish something yeah, yeah. 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 You, I think yeah. you fabricate you fabricate certain elements of a story to make it slightly more impressive. It's it's a natural yeah. thing that humans do. That's right. It'll be based off something factual. Yeah, but then like, do you think do you think people will stop doing that in fifty years? No, <laughs> no. I actually what? think that there's something inherently 
rewarding for people to perceive of their status increasing by the yeah. things that they say. I, I think it's a real like short term confidence issue or something that people Yeah, people believe. people have a need to make people laugh even if it's Yeah. I think there's like a psychological phenomena. Yeah, it's it's an impulsive that. thing, that's what it is. It just comes to them. Because like the amount yeah. of times I'd tell a story and then the next story I hear is the guy I know who tells all the lies or he's like, yeah, man, I am banned from like four pubs for fighting with different people. And I'll be like, no, you're not. That didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. Just didn't happen. It's, yeah. But I, I will actually admit that I am often a coward in those situations and I can't just be the guy that's like... I would love to just say that to people, but yeah. it's just... If it, if it makes them happy to let them fucking do it, come with it. Right. Sometimes, sometimes I do just like question them in a way that doesn't seem like it's yes. like me necessarily disbelieving them. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, too. when you know when you know they're lying and you know you've got something, you can ask them that won't. Yeah, yeah. obviously no, but they can. They won't be able to answer it. Like. Oh, what? Who was the barman on? Was it the guy with the spiky hair? Yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. Yeah. Um. Right. Should we quickly breeze through the remaining topics that we have? Well, were they? Right. Well. I, I, Okay. I have one that will actually require some discussion, and it's the war on drugs. Do you think that we'll still be fighting the war on drugs in 50 years, or do you think we'll be like, all right, lads, let's face it, drugs are good, let's like decriminalize Hopefully, them. hopefully not. <laughs> so, I think I think obviously the, the marijuana thing is going to be legalized everywhere pretty soon, I would imagine. Like, it just kind of makes sense. I mean, in terms of Why did you money. say marijuana? Marijuana. Marijuana. I don't, I, I've never. I don't really. I don't have a problem with weed. No. I have a problem with people who smoke weed in public. I have a problem with people who act like smoking weed is what makes them the best person ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking is, stoner is, culture can really just go to the scrap heap of history. I yeah, cannot people who, uh, stand if it. You, if you smoke weed, it's fine, but do it in the comfort of your own home. If you're doing it outside where people have to breathe in or smell because it's a disgusting smell I have it to is, disagree with that it point is a bad smell. it's a glorious smell it's one of the best no, smells it's not it's, really it's, or, it's stank it's awful not too stank <laughs> damn it I was really hoping Natu would come in and agree with me there <laughs> where is he is he still here I'll take Ooh. that as a no is he dead I hope not oh he's been killed by drugs <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He's overdosed on marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> He's had two marijuanas. Oh, He'll it. jump back in if he's there. But yeah, I think if you're a, if I think it's disgusting smell, absolutely disgusting. No, I agree with Jack. It's bad. Like especially when I walk around town or whatever, and you can definitely smell it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a smell that you know, you know. I don't uh, think people should smoke cigarettes in public where people have to smell it. Breathe it in. Yeah, I agree. It's a horrible smell. Like marijuana is like what's it like that? Weed is a lot more like <laughs> pungent. It smells a lot worse, and it's a lot stronger smell. I think but... it smells great. Thank you, Natu. I agree. I was here. He's back. Of course he is. He just, said, he just said that thing. Did you die? No, literally, just my internet. Just yeah, <laughs> oh, right. my internet just went a bit weird, and then Thoughts I just yeah weed. had to. Yeah, what what do you think weed smells nice? Uh, it doesn't really bother me. Like I'm out point, it just doesn't really bother me at all. Oh, fucking hell! Like, because you smoke it so much. No, I've never touched drugs in my life. Really? Pussy. No, I'm, just, I'm most definitely <laughs> lying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a GIF <laughs> on Twitter favorited of you quite clearly smoking weed. 
<laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've caught me red-handed. I'll no, no, yeah, no, I, it just doesn't bother me. I do indulge myself fairly often, so yeah, yeah, it just doesn't bother me. Is that since you came to Essex? Uh, nah, like <laughs> for like probably three, four years now. So probably yeah, before even before I even went to university. Yeah. And weed is the reason. Weed is what he credits with getting him to university. Yes. Really? No. <laughs> Why do I believe that? <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny how gullible you can be at these rare times. It's, it's weird how smart I am, but also how thick I am. Yeah, I know. It's such a fucking weird dynamic, because you're quite clearly, like, without even, like, you're not, like, an academically gifted, well-read guy, and you clearly have this really strong intellectual prowess, but then you say the most retarded Ridiculous shit. Retarded shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I think so, it's a problem. Like, you could be, like, if you actually worked hard ever in school and stuff, like, you could be literally, like, a scientist or a specialist in some field or something because you're really good at maths. And, yeah, like, but I'm not a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the real winner. <laughs> no, I was really smart. I, I nearly went to a grammar school. But I, I, don't know I didn't, what that want, means. didn't want to be a nerd. So. You, you learn to spell a lot in grammar school. No, it's like it's like it's a private school without having to pay for private school. Oh wow! But you can still pay to get in. No, yeah, that's what all the losers. It, it, was, it was a free school, but they don't they don't accept everyone. You have to pass tests to get into it. Oh, we have a grammar school here, but you can still pay to get in, so you can still be an idiot, but just have rich parents. That's because it's worth oh, back. Yeah. yeah, take all the money you get over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if you look at Portugal and the way they have decriminalized all drugs, and like the number of like the fact that drug use is treated as a criminal act and not like a health issue, that's that's the problem right there. That's problematic. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely a big problem. Think so that that again? Be... I, I know people, I've experienced people personally, like who take drugs and like suffer mental issues and it's like i don't know i look at them and it's like wow how could you like treat that person as a criminal rather than someone who needs help i don't yeah. know i just find it personally really really, really ridiculous yeah yeah it, it, but it's it's no different than what we were talking about earlier with fat people and food it's an addiction i guess if you think about yeah that. yeah well we it's treat the same principle treat, yeah exactly yeah so that's good actually that's a good tie-in because we'll just say that's the thing that we need to address and uh move on to the next thing <laughs> I think I think we will talk about the war on drugs in a separate episode, though, because I think it is really fascinating, and we could probably talk about it for like an hour, so it's probably not worth talking about now when we're trying to get to the end of this episode. But um, uh, what does anyone else have any stuff, any things? No. I have a pretty simple one. I'd have to begin with. Kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, delivery people. Oh yeah. Like, there's like they're, they're, I've like seen loads of articles about like drones delivering stuff rather than people, and obviously them just being made obsolete as a result. Yeah, drones deliver bombs now instead of people. That's really good. <laughs> bloody, bloody news. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one of my favorite moments ever in the midnight hour was when I was like, when you think of a battlefield now, like when anyone pictures a battlefield, they think of a bunch of soldiers like on either side. 
running towards each other and then shooting and stuff. But that's not what actually happens. It's more like nowadays they fly a, and then Jack goes, a drone into a school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the, uh, can you imagine a drone delivering your pizza? That would be fucked up. That would be cool. I know what's going to happen with delivery drones, and I know why delivery... They'll get... Well, not shot down, not that everyone's got a gun. (laughs) Yeah, someone will throw a tree or branch at it. I live in the ghetto of of my town. I live in a place called Swords, and I live in the ghetto of Swords. And we can't have... Like, every single bus stop in Dublin, especially on the south side, uh, not so much on the north side, but, like, most bus stops have real-time bus arrivals in them like a digital screen where it's like the 41c is two minutes away that thing and uh we can't have them in my estate because people just would not stop vandalizing them so they had to just not have them anymore so like if they have delivery drones flying from place to place delivering pizzas there's no fucking way they're not getting shot down by rockets and airsoft guns (laughs) and stuff in my estate so even in 50 years that'll still be happening we yeah we stopped having like glass things but like glass bus stops, but they yeah, just get yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I live in a particularly nice area, <sighs> like upper. It's probably like, where I live is upper, mm-hmm. upper class. I don't live in upper class little area, but the, as a generalisation, Brentwood is upper class. Like, and even around here, that sort of stuff, that shit happens. Yeah, I don't think that'll go away because like the fucking scumbags that do be running around here kicking in bus stops and stuff i mean they're only going to start having kids in the next 10 years and then yeah so mm, i think it will definitely happen because we already have drones delivering stuff in from amazon so but uh i don't know that it will necessarily overtake the need for a delivery person uh yeah but they have like obviously they have it in america now don't they have the drones already yeah yeah. Like for Amazon Prime. What if you just take one? Has anyone just taken one yet? Like, what happens? Like, what's the consequences if you just take one? Well, like. what happens <laughs> if you kidnap a mailman? Yeah, but he has sight. He can be like, listen, I've been captured. There's this dr- that, like, the drone isn't. I don't know. Do no, you know the I mean? drone like, has been programmed. Well, I'm sure it's traceable. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're programmed to emit uh, cries. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be okay, so. That. Yeah, fair enough. How <laughs> tragic is it when technology is humanized in some way? Yeah. Like, uh, if you, um, I've got a Samsung tablet, and when I sign out a Skype on it, this little Skype man waves goodbye to me, and like I feel fucking terrible. I feel like I have to log back into Skype straight away. <laughs> it's... Did wave back at him. <laughs> yeah, or just like, just oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to like leave you all alone in there in Skype. <laughs> I feel terrible now. I'm here. Don't worry. You know, what I, like I don't know. It's just terrible when we humanize technology. I ha- hate that we do. It. Even the fucking much, the Domino's tracker uh, thing is a person. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's like kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Interstellar, where they like they send a, they're gonna send a robot into like the black hole or something. Yeah, Tars. And that, yeah, and they, the woman doesn't want him to. Yeah. Like, the robot literally says, I am a robot. This yeah. is what I'm to do. <laughs> I'm not a human. Yeah. Terrence I watched that the other day. I still didn't know what was going on. 
How many times is that you've seen it now? Five or six, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever understand it. I think it's it, it looks good. Yeah. But, um, I think that is a, a metaphor for 20, uh, 2067 or whatever. Like, it will look good, but we won't understand it. I think that'll be, basically. Everything works, you just don't really know why or how. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty neat. <laughs> I think it'll be nice, though, to go, like, to, to dances where we're all really old and we're in beige and we're, like, we're all, like, reminiscing a bit nostalgic about, like, Beyonce songs. You know, <laughs> like, pronounce nostalgic very funnily there. <laughs> but, yeah. Was... Can you imagine yeah. people in, like, 50 years hearing that, um,. That fucking chain smokers song and being like, ah! Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder, like, things like Christmas songs, like, would, I don't think there'll ever be a Christmas song that people make now that will be added as a Christmas song to what the current playlist already is. I was I think. thinking about this too, and I think the most recent one is the Mariah Carey one. All of Christmas, yeah, but that yeah. is that's still quite old. Actually, weirdly enough, the darkness. And their song Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End. That's made it into the canon of Christmas Time. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know that song. I'll it's the one that goes it. like... No, I'm not going to. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you stopped. We still yeah. we still owe the audience a Jack Brown sing-along off. But yeah. Pussied out on it. So. Yeah, I, I dig. You need, to, right you, well. need, you need to own that, by the way. Hmm. You cunt. <laughs> After all, you get that in 50 years. I suppose ignoring Christmas songs as well, like, even normal songs. What normal songs for the last five years will be classics in 30 years? Yeah, Chainsmokers song. Yeah, it is a banger. <laughs> Tell me you do not sing along with that chorus every time you hear it. Which one is it? It's the one that goes like, so baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your Oh, that's room. fucking terrible. It is so bad. I literally despise <laughs> it with all my heart. It's terrible. literally like if someone was like, all right, computer, take these EDM songs and produce an algorithm and make a new EDM song. That will be a banger. And the computer will be like, boom, here you go. You will call yourselves the chain smokers. And this is the song that you will sing. No one, no one admits to liking dubstep in it, do they? No, because no one ever fucking liked it in the first place, and I truly no. believe that. It's like, it's one of those things oh, that fuck me, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> like with all my strength, I hated dubstep. Yeah, it's bad. Do you ever hear the new Little Mix song? No. Oh my goodness! I think every time you're on the podcast, you say, "Have you heard the new Little Mix?" <laughs> I think that's a thing. It's because they're regularly bringing out bangers. Does anyone remember the time I pretended to not know who Little Mix were and Jack Brown went on a big You pretended? <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> you went so angry. Like, you just... I can't, I, I can't remember you saying you didn't like, you didn't know who they were, but I can't remember you joking about it. Yeah, I, I was just pretending. I think that's why I was insulting you earlier. It's a bit of a throwback. Oh, right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Biffy Clyro's new song, Howl, that's a banger. I think we'll all be remembering that in 50 years. What do you think of that Reagan Moe, man? Don't know what that is. Oh, fuck off. I genuinely don't this time, though. He does that song, Human. Nah, I genuinely don't know it. 
fuck off. No, I'm being serious. I don't. <laughs> Look, I, I learned the fucking chorus of the Chainsmokers song off by heart <laughs> just to keep up with the current trends. <laughs> but like the biggest songs of the like, last few years, like any Justin Bieber song, in 30 years' time, we're not going to remember that. Like we do remember a, I don't know, a song by Michael Jackson. The thing is, a lot of music that we even remember fondly is fucking garbage. Like, if you turn on a classic rock station, they're banging out shite like fucking Here I Go Again by Whitesnake and shit like that. And that's nonsense, like... I, yeah. think, I think a lot of it is that the songs that were so big and are so big from them times, but because they're progressive and they were saying no and, like, experimental. I mean, nowadays, you don't really get that. I don't agree with that, but what I hate about music that stands the test of time is that it's so arbitrary. Like, we have this radio station in work that every now and then will play a song from the 2000s, right? And that's fine. Like, play Pure Shores by All Saints or whatever. Like, that's a good song. But they play, you know, fucking Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader, right? Oh, it's a terrible song. They play that song three times a day on a mainstream radio station in Ireland, and I cannot wrap my head around why. Heart, Heart here still plays fucking I've Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. Oh, Jesus, man. That twice mm. a day. But that fucking Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader isn't even the best song that came out that year. And it's not even the best song that came out that year that has Moonlight in the fucking title. Because... It's not the best song that came out that day. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are definitely wrong about that. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Get out. <laughs> Natu, name the band that sings Dancing in the Moonlight. Top loader. Yeah, it's because I oh, just you said, just said it. Like, it. <laughs> yeah. I knew that anyway, though. Who's yeah. your favourite artist? Name another song that they have. Never heard anything else. Exactly. What, what, what's your, who's your favourite artist then, or group? Any uh, What? Uh, probably currently Frank Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I can't really say anything bad about him. Nah, no, he's not bad, is he? I don't. To be honest, I don't really like his stuff i listened to channel orange after everyone was like dude it's a, it's a modern classic and i listened to it and it was like fine at best i don't get what was so good about it and i haven't listened to the new blonde one because of that because channel orange let me down so fucking badly fair enough what do you think of after a few months what do you think of um love of pablo um i think it's pretty I, good i still love it I think it's got some really good high points. I think it's so bipolar, though. Yeah, I think it's really lacking a standout banger like Power or like Jesus Walks or you know what I mean. There's nothing. There's nothing that they like. There's no black songs in that that were like commercial enough that there was still a good song. Yeah, but my problem with the album is that it doesn't feel like an album. It just feels like a bunch of songs he had. Yeah, it's a collection of songs. And yeah, I don't like that. I still, I I still really like it, but yeah, there's nothing commercial enough that they could release that would be a massive hit. I, I think uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is going to stand the test of time. I think that's going to be an album that is constantly in top five hundred albums of all time within its own. Genre, it will. No, I think of all time. Top 500 albums of all time in 50 years, it's going to be there. Uh, I, I, I don't... like. I don't. The problem with then compilation sometimes and them lists is that it's going to be done to the person's taste of who read the article, isn't it? To a point. like there's, there's albums that make those lists that like literally don't deserve it, but because of their significance at the time, they make it in. Like, fucking... And I, if there is any, for like the four niche nerds listening to this that will care about what I'm about to say, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel is so fucking overrated. 
but it is like in every single the top fans see it as like a classic though yeah but lots of people do like it's in top 100 greatest albums of all time lists all the time and i don't get like why it's not really that great in comparison to other music even of that genre like there's nothing groundbreaking or specifically unique about it but people just arbitrarily decided i guess like this is going to be the album that makes but there's within any genre with any group there's always like albums that they're going to see as classics that people have no idea about, or not no, have no idea about, but like between us, the self-titled Blink One Eight Two album. Yeah, it's but the best album out, ever made. <laughs> if you, if yeah, if you're not in that in the genre, or don't like that genre, you're never going to hear it, so you're never going to see it as a classic. Yeah, but I think, I think like critical um, reviews and observations about music, I am able to see how they come to those conclusions. Like I can see why they put Neutral Milk Hotel in those lists and it's not necessarily relative to the actual music that's contained in the album. It's more like its legacy and its impact. And that's why I I can boldly say I reckon Kanye's Dark Fantasy album will do it because it was groundbreaking and no one's been able to repeat anything like it since and it's probably the greatest rap album or like hip hop album of all time. I think the I think the same about films though and I can all I could watch a film that's got so many great reviews and i can watch it and go yeah that's an amazing film but i don't particularly enjoy it but i know it's an amazing film because it's not what i enjoy watching yeah yeah like like, you can appreciate watching something that is an amazing film just because you can you just know by watching it it's a triumph of yeah i I think that that. the shawshank redemption but i don't really like it (laughs) it's fine i guess i just I don't don't give it the ratings that everyone else does. Yeah, it's not the best film of all time. Fuck but, yeah, and if, and if, the same with music, though. That's only ever going to go down to opinion. I, I yeah, I feel, I feel the same way about uh, movies as I feel about music. Like I, I, you listen to an amazing album, uh, and you like that's that's genuinely amazing. But I'll always go back to like albums that are not as good, just because I enjoy listening to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you find it, do you find it weird that you say music and movies are the same, even though they have two totally different second letters? <laughs> uh, <laughs> say music, like you say it. No, because now now you <laughs> now you, <laughs> you say music and movies mm. totally move. Yeah, but move. why do we say monkey but we say donkey? Ah, see? Because D is a duh. <laughs> M-, M is a m. What so about m- the word don't, then? Why isn't that don't? <laughs> don't. See? I don't... Don't, no, don't say that. Because that's... No, that's that means fuck all. I'm so but is, it, is it scone or scone? Is it scone or scone? It's, it's scone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you're, it- saying, you're saying two words the same, even though they have different letters. No... <laughs> I mean, he is right. He's having the balls to be called out on something and still going, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm the Donald Trump of this fucking podcast. There's uh, there's a lot of things that um, I've sort of learned naturally about the way you perceive words and how you hear them. And like you guys in England, like I've I have an English friend who thinks that the word raw and the word war rhyme and they do not fucking rhyme at all but to him they do because they're raw and war because he's english and it's non-rotic sound so you if don't I pronounce your r's at the end of it. a bit but what 
Yeah, I know it would because this guy's from the north. His name's Jamas. You all know him. But like, he he genuinely and I'm like, no, it's war and raw. And he goes, no, you're saying two words that clearly rhyme. And I'm like, nope, they fucking don't. But they rhyme to me because it's all accent. Raw and war. Yeah. Like, and I don't have a problem with it, but it is interesting how different... Like, English people always say sixth instead of sixth, and that I actually do have a problem with. That fucking annoys me. Sixth. Yeah, what's that about? What, what are you doing with the X there? Why are you just acting like it doesn't exist? Then coming over to me and being like, oh, why, why do you say tree? Yeah. I'd never say that to you, though. You I'll, never take it, I'll never take a piss out of the way you say stuff. I'll take a piss out of you for being Irish. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. Yeah, but you're yeah. English, so, you know. Revenge of the Sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you add a C into a word where it's clearly not there? Where's the where's the C? Sixth. Oh yeah. <laughs> the word is sixth. Sixth. I can't say it. I sound like fucking that old boxer. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Dredrick Tatum. <laughs> I meant to say Dredrick Tatum. I said Channing Tatum. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, I think we went way off that. I don't remember talking about 50 years time very much. <laughs> no, but I, I weirdly think this is the most coherent podcast we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. I think so. I think in 50 years uh, it will be better, but confusing. But that's only because we will be older and old, old people get confused easily. I, so think, that's... I think in 50 years time, episode 105 of the Midnight Hour will be out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> weekly podcast. Yeah. In fairness, I'm doing a great job of making it. Weekly. Yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. A decadely podcast. Are you on iTunes now? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll subscribe. Do. I really wish that. Well, you have any podcasts? I listen to quite a few now. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about what podcasts we all listen to? I've got 25. Jesus. Um, a lot of them are like, red, like a common every now and then. I still like subscribe to Serial and that. Yeah, I, that's, I have. That's a yearly thing. I have ones that I listen to religiously, and then I have ones that if I have nothing else to listen to, I'll be like, oh, I wonder if they have an episode that I might want to listen to. There's other stuff. Like, I listen to like hockey podcasts, not one football one and stuff like that. What football one do you listen to? The Guardian? No, nah, Football Ramble. What's that from? What do you want that from? Like, who. I know it's just four people. Oh, they right, just start okay. doing a podcast, yeah. It's funny. I listen to the Guardian one. I don't read the Guardian, I'm not going to listen to it, am I? 